Of course. I'm you know fine. what? Let's have a little fun now, though. Yes. Sam Medina. Sam Medina. Sam Medina. Special guest this week. Special guest. If you you know who he is, okay? You guys have seen him, no doubt. If you saw Mile 22, you know who he is. Uh, he's getting ready to be in Venom. He, he's just a ton of stuff. Oh and this guy's goodness. story about how he got into acting and how he grew up and just his whole thing is just, I can't wait to talk to him. He's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, um, honestly. Pretty excited about this one. So oh, let's yeah. give him a call. A ring-a-ding-ding. A ring-a-ding-ding. One ring-a-ding. Let's see. See if Two we can get Sam on the phone here. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Whoa. There he is. There we go. Here's our special guest, Mr. Sam Medina. Sounds like we have a guest. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to make it do what it do, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you listen. Yeah, so yeah, we're really excited because I mean, when I when when I was doing some research on you and everything, your story is incredible, it man. Really is. About how you how you how you got your start, how you came over and everything. First of all, we should let all of our listeners know. Um, you're you kind of grew up from uh, an early age in New Orleans, which was really cool to find out. We went to college because um, we're kind of based in that region, you know, in the New Orleans region. So we're really excited about that. Um, yeah, you you come out you come out of Mississippi, right? Uh yeah, yeah. yep, Biloxi. Up, so yeah, up. just about an hour away from from New Orleans. So I, I'm, I'm also always a... in Biloxi, dude. I used to be in Biloxi all the time. It's like. You 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 don't want to go you don't you don't want to drive to Pensacola so you go to Mississippi exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> man that's awesome so so yeah listen did you so you come over here from from Vietnam right and and yeah. you can't speak any English and all of a sudden nope. you're like in New Orleans and you're twelve yeah. like <laughs> I can only imagine that must have been pretty interesting well I do it was man and my parents you know they they. And they love people, so they didn't know, but they put me in all black school. Oh, so that's oh man. I learned English really fast. <laughs> I bet. I was like, dude, I was like the Jackie Chan, and everybody else in school was Chris Tucker on me, bro. That's, <laughs> <it was. laughs> that's a great analogy, man. That is hilarious. <laughs> dude, it, it, was, it was experience of my life, but... It taught me a lot. It taught me how to survive. Yeah. It taught me how to 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 hustle, to look at life, and how to to build a foundation on what you have to do with your life. And that and that it's not what life deals to you, but it is how you react and what you do with it. You know. That's right. So it yes. taught me a lot. Yeah. You know, the street. You know, taught me a lot. Absolutely, man, and I love I love that you said that because we talk about that a lot on the show, especially with people trying to to break into the industry and do things. It's it's life is gonna hand you stuff, and whether you succeed or fail is based on what you do with it. Exactly, and of course, brother, of course. And I love that you said that. And so let's talk about that a little bit because, like you said, you know, you kind of get there and you got this situation, and it's not easy, but you learn to deal with it, and you overcome it, and you and you kind of handle yourself. And then Katrina happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you dude, know. dude. Oh, dude. That's on a whole different level, man. Like, I was there, and uh, and um, it's funny because I tell people if after Katrina, if you would turn on your, your, your TV and you watch the news, and you probably saw me because I was with all the Hispanic guys in the Mary area and, and New Orleans, I was at Home Depot's and Lowe's trying to get jobs, trying to get construction jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was a hell of a time. But once again, it teaches you about life. Exactly. That yeah. that that. Okay, this is the worst. I mean, non-man-made thing that happened to us. Okay, mm -hmm. we get it. So now, what do you do about it? 
Right. You st- you strap up your boots. You go to work. You you can make money. You work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, and you fix your house, and you move forward. Right. And and that's the, that's what we did, man. You know, it's just right. it's just you know you had to do it. You had no choice. That's all you had to do. So so you have to kind of like have that strong mentality of survival skill set to be okay. I see the problem. It's the worst thing ever. We can sit here with our hands, you know, underneath our butt, or uh-huh. we can get up. And we just, one day at a time, we just move on and, and, and continue. And that's what we did. Absolutely. Oh, I gives yeah. you lemons. Yeah, and, and contributed. I mean, because you, you were actually involved with, like you said, you were looking for construction jobs and actually contributed to helping start the rebuilding of, yeah. of the city. And, and I mean, so that's not only did you make a decision that this is what you got to do and you got to lift yourself up, but then contributed to actually help and lift other people up, which is uh, I mean, an amazing thing because a lot of people fled that city as fast as they could yeah, and didn't exactly. look back. And the fact yeah, that you I mean, were they, able to they, stay. They, they, they kind of left. You know, I get it. You know, it worked out for some people. But, you know, my mom and my dad, man, I owed them everything, man. Right. So I gave up two years of my life to give back to them to help them rebuild by learning a trade of construction that I will always keep with me for yeah. the rest of my life. Awesome. So, so you know, it, it worked out for all the people to leave. It worked out for a lot of people who stay. So, it's just, you you, you make it do what it do, brother. You know what I mean? Like, that's just life. Uh, I think that from that, it helped me a lot with the, the journey of being an actor because 9.9.9999999 times out of 10, they tell us no. Mm-hmm. So... When you see one book of a movie or TV show, you probably see three hundred no's. Yes. Minimum. Yeah. You know. Right. You know. So, but it, it built you. It built your character. Man. Exactly. You Absolutely. Know? You know, it's just like it's it gives me that old cliche. Well, if you don't want to open the door for me, I'm gonna kick the back door down. I'm exactly. gonna kick the window in. I'm gonna kick something so I can be on the other side. Uh huh. Talk about you know? getting shit done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay, so let's talk about that then. The transition. Uh, did you always know you kind of wanted to be in the acting business, or is it something that just kind of came to you, or was it? I mean, how did that all no. begin? I, I do coming from Vietnam, being Asian, mixed Polynesian, Spanish kid. Your parents don't tell you you can be an actor. Right. You go, right. To, you go to school, you get a college degree, and you get a job. You get married, life is over. That's it. <laughs> 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 but but after Katrina, there was nothing. There was construction, and that's it. And the only other thing they had was the movie and TV show. Right. And so I'm like, okay, if I keep doing construction, I'm gonna probably die. Because of all the mold we were breathing in. Right, right. Okay? So I'm like, okay, let me start out like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. That's right. I went to work as an extra for $50 a day. Sometimes no food. Sometimes no snack. No no nothing. I worked for free. I started out yeah. at the bottom like everybody else. Exactly. From nothing, you know. And, and, and you have to start from the bottom to appreciate when, when you get when you make leeway somewhere, you know. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I think. A lot of people don't understand that you just have to get on a set. You don't have to get a speaking role. You just have to actually. Well, you gotta know how it works. Right. And now the thing is, what I did, what I started like everybody else, but I didn't like my situation. 
I didn't like not getting paid because I couldn't pay my bills. Right. Right. I did not like because I didn't really felt I didn't really feel like I was relevant to the process. Mm-hmm. But I didn't blame them. I didn't blame the system. I didn't blame the institution. I didn't blame them by saying, "Well, why don't they keep me apart?" I took it upon myself and I say, "Okay, Sam, you need to better yourself. You need to go train." You need to learn the craft of acting. Yeah. You need to improve yourself, make your portfolio better. So I went out and I trained with the best teachers in the world, and I kept up my my physiques, I kept up my martial arts, my stunts. I did everything I could to improve me in my situation. That way, I can get you know an interview with an agent, with manager, so I can. Audition for bigger and better roles. So I think that it's great to start where you start. Yeah. Uh, doing background, but the thing is, mo- most people they they don't want to train to right. be better. Yeah. And right. so and so you have to like right now. You wouldn't trust me to open up your heart with a scalpel. Right. If you, true. If you this know is I true. didn't train. If you know I didn't go to school as a heart surgeon, you would never let me open up your heart. No. Exactly. <laughs> So, so then why would a director and producer trust you when it's $200,000 to $500,000 a day on the line for an actor to speak yeah. if you have not been trained? Yeah, It's the same analogy, brother. Yeah, and then wow. I try to help people and inspire people, but not all get it. You know, and I understand it's hard. It's not easy to do. I've been homeless. Mm-hmm. I've been homeless in L.A. I stuck in my car for three months. Yeah. I didn't care. But yeah, like, that's part of the do. deal. Let's see, Halle Berry, Jim Carrey, all these people were homeless. Exactly. exactly. I'm not better than them. Exactly. I need to earn my way. I need to pay my dues just like they did. Exactly. And that's how I approach it, you know. And I think that because of that, I was willing to live on the street in in Los Angeles and anywhere. So then nothing else really could be worse than that. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, I knew that. So what I did was I paid. $500 for three years for Ghost Gym. So at 6 a.m., I can train, I can sit, shower, and shave, and I'm clean for the rest of the day. There you go. The three main okay. hours of the day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my, listen, yeah. my internet was La Brea and Sunset Starbucks. That was my <laughs> yes. for free. Yes. There you go. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Courthouse McDonald's. I have a plan yes. and the execution of the plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant, man. That is brilliant. You're like, what can I do to get shit done and make this happen? And you do it. That's, you, you know, I, talk about passion, man. That That's like, that's, I love that. I love the determination. I love the fact that you took all the setbacks and looked at them as just something you need to, to get past and that you didn't let it stop you from doing what you were trying to do. That that's, I think that's the best advice anybody could possibly hear is, don't let things stop you. You just have to react to them and, and look at it as an obstacle, not as something that can keep you from getting there. And and you just do it. You just do it. Yeah, brother. You you absolutely correct. You couldn't have said it in, in a better better way, better phrase. You know, because it's like you know, I get it. It's tough. It isn't easy. But if you train long enough, you work hard enough, you're gonna make it. I'm not the most handsome guy. I'm not the most biggest guy. I'm not the most tattooed guys. But I've made it this far pure on hard work, man. Like, I look at, like, uh, like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Right. Dude, he's up at 2 a.m. doing cardio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, Dude, the guy's worth hundreds of millions, and he's waking up at 2 a.m. to do cardio and train. Who the hell am I? He's a, <laughs> he's a superstar, and he's training. So I need to do the same way. You have to pick your heroes who motivate you every day. You know what I mean? Like, I was working I, I was working on Mile 22 with Mount Wahlberg right, for yeah. four months. Dude, at 4 a.m., he finished the gym already. I bet. And I'm thinking to myself, oh shit, I'm late. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't look at it like most people are like, well, you know, he's Buck Wahlberg, so, you know, he can do what he wants, you know. No, use that as motivation. Exactly. Oh shit, I'm two hours behind. I'm going to train from four to six. He's already finished training at four. I need to get mine in. So it's how you look at things and, 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 and use things in life. To help motivate you to to do what you gotta do, yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. and, and and not look at that as well, you know, as an excuse. Well, he's Mark Wahlberg, well, he's he's the Rock Johnson, you know. No, right. look at that. He, he's he's still a man. Dwayne Johnson's a man. Mark Wahlberg's a man. It's their decision to make to better themselves. Exactly. That's how they became a superstar. Exactly, you know? and that's how they stay a superstar. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's why I got like four teeth loose right now because I was training. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen though, look, you're—I I will say this—you're well on your way. Clearly, I think as you've seen your career progress and the roles keep getting bigger and bigger. And I mean, shooting mile twenty-two, man, you're like you're like one of the main antagonists, man. You're like the guy, you know. So yep, I, I am, I am that guy that you hate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're so good at it, though. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you know, you know, I, I, I'm like Sean Bean. You know, the, the Ned Stark from 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 Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm like Sean Bean. I always die, bro. <laughs> I always die, bro. <laughs> yeah. Can so, so it's funny because I worked with Sean Bean once. And he killed me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going up on Sean Dean because he killed me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's so and, funny. You know, that's hilarious because, you know, the upcoming film, you know, talk about it for a little bit, Venom, you're like, you like die in the trailer, bro, right? Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. But, dude, I have, the, Mile 22, I play the antagonist. It's a bigger film. Right. But Venom, because of my face getting eaten by, on the trailer, that is the thing that got me my face viral all over social media. Yeah, yeah. that's dude. They made memes of me. Um, um, <laughs> my scene became SpongeBob. My, that's dude, how you know you've scene, made it. My scene became uh, Family Guy. Um, my scene became uh, 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 um, Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Yes. Um, <laughs> my scene became uh, Batman. My my scene became with Chris Tucker, and now uh, he say company just made a, a cartoon on how um, the Venom trailer should have ended. So it just took a life on its own, brother. Right. Oh, yeah, you absolutely. Know, like, you know, I all I do is put my hands forward, put my shoulders down, and I keep hitting the target. And then exactly. whatever else happened, it happened with Venom. I woke up one day and everything changed, bro. You yeah, I, I, I bet. And look, look man, that, that one scene, you know, all, all kidding aside with the memes and everything, Every time we're in the theater and we're, and we're seeing something, the reaction that that scene gets when the trailer plays is huge, man. Like it's yes. it just yeah. I, I, I was, dude, I did not like expect that. Uh, I uh, did yeah. some ADR last week for um, for uh, Venom, and then um, I go in Sunday to do some more ADR for for the studio, and it's just like man, it's 
it's a whole different life on its own. And believe me, bro, working with Tom Hardy, my hero, one of, right. the, one of the actors that I respect the most, uh, uh, it was such a surreal moment, experience. He couldn't have been a better superstar, A-lister, and a human being, bro. Oh, he was awesome, great. Man. Yeah, bro. He was, dude, the scene... I'm talking to him, but he's not there. It's a friend of mine. He's seven foot plus. Oh, and, wow. and then and then they put a stick on his head with a ball. So I'm talking to a, a ball. silver ball. Yeah. That's all I'm <laughs> yeah. To. yeah. But what what Tom Hardy did was he didn't have to. He he didn't have to be on set. He went and he recorded all his monologues that I could listen to on a loud PA so I can react so I can act. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. That's the kind of A-lister actor so given uh, uh, from from Tom Hardy, bro. Hell yeah. I, I was in tears, man. I was just, you know, in awe that this guy is just that genuine of a guy. You know, he see you catch his eye. He say, good morning, good afternoon, what's up, how you doing? He got his heart. Very much loving and respect, bro. Oh, that's, that's good to hear, man. Because, you know, sometimes you hear these stories where somebody meets somebody that they idolize or somebody that they look up to, and then it turns out to be awful. So it's it's great when you hear it the other way around and that they're as good as you think that they are. And uh, yeah. so that's awesome, man. That's fantastic. No, no, no. That, yeah, he, he's he's awesome, man. And Mark Wombo was great, man. Mark, Warren Cohen, uh, Eco, who weighs. Yeah, that's awesome um, to hear. You know, Ronda Rousey, the whole yeah. cast of, of Mark 22. They were amazing as well, man. Was, I spent a lot of time with them, you know, four and a half months. That's so, so it was great, man. We all had a job to do. It's very stressful. 12, 14, 16 hours on set. But everybody just kind of like put their head down and, you know, just give it their best, man. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? right. I bet our listeners are jealous because we have a lot of Walking Dead fans yes, who listen to our show. And Lauren Cohen was it? you know, Maggie was in there. So uh, I bet they're really jealous. <laughs> Hey man, I was trying to get to Maggie. I wanted to kill Maggie. <laughs> so your fans gonna love me, but they're gonna hate me because I was trying my best. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. That is hilarious. That's so so, hey, they, they pay me well to do that, bro. I bet That's they great. do. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that that was so my funny. task. Oh, man. That is great. And That's you got another big one coming up, right? With Steven Spielberg, uh, Alita, the Battle Angel, right? It's, uh, yeah, James yeah. Cameron. James Cameron, uh, 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 Robert Rodriguez, yes. uh, Alita, Battle Angel with, with Christopher Waltz, uh, you know, Mashallah, Ma Ali. I mean, it was wow. big, too. It was, yeah, it was a big, a big, big working year in 2017 to have these three big movies come out back to back. Yeah, August, October, December. So it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. I'm still working. I'm still promoting, traveling, training, doing everything like I normally do. I'm still doing things like get like if I didn't have this movie coming out. Right. You know, right. still auditioning, still going in <clears throat> meetings, and just. One step at a time, you know. That's what you exactly. got to do, you know. Got to stay on the grind. Absolutely, man. And 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 you're you're kind of making a little shift behind the camera too, right? Aren't you getting set to direct? Yes, it's gonna be my first feature. I've done five short films, music videos, and so now, you know, with all the um, the legendary directors that I've been able to work under, uh, it's time for me to to tell the story from my point of view. Yeah. So yeah, at the end of this year. 
They'd be much worse for each other. That's oh man, awesome. congratulations on that! And and thank you. Yeah, I love that because you you're such a student of the game. Like you 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 take every opportunity and you learn and you and you you know you soak in all that knowledge and now you're going to use it. And I love that. I, you know, you don't just go you in, do it. your job, and leave. I mean, no, brother. I think in life you can't stop learning. You know, yeah, it, it's, it's, you even if you make the wrong move, okay. Why did I do that? Okay, how right. can I do it better next time? Exactly. So in everything in life, not just in, in acting, but any business transactions, <clears throat> anything in life, you can learn from it. And then, okay, if you keep learning, you're going to be better no matter what. You're going to get better and get better and get better. and then But you're still going to make more mistakes. You're just going to learn from the other mistake, and you're just going to get better if you continue to learn. I hate, I don't let them make me see. I don't sit in my trailer. You know what I mean? Like, right. like I, I'm like, listen, you want me to be a killer? You want me to, you know, to play this such a badass guy? I've done a lot of crazy stuff for my career. I'm a rapist. I'm a killer. I'm a murderer. So don't sit me in this little four-wall room. I like to be on set. I like to smell my set. Right. This yes. is my place. This is my home. I'm, I'm, I'm a mess of actor. I'm like, I'm like um, Christopher Walken. He's, he goes on set. He touches everything so he can familiar himself with that place because that's yeah. supposed to be his place. Right. So I watch the director. It's my excuse not to be in the room, but then while I'm on set, getting familiar with my set that I'm going to work on, I watch how these legendary directors work with actors, set up the scene, blacken the scene. How do, you, how do they get the agents to work with each other? Right. So I'm always watching them like a hawk. Like a sponge. You know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's how, that's how I, I decided to transition over to, to director as well. No. Well, good. I, I tell you what, man. I, I think we're we're definitely looking forward to that. Hell I think yeah. it's going to be great, and I, I, no doubt you're going to do fantastic yeah. as a director. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm betting the actors are going to love you because you seem to be a, a, a really astute guy that's going to respect them, and they're going to respect you back. Yeah. And An I, I have no director. doubt it's going to be a great a great job. <laughs> An actor's director. Uh, thank you, man. I, you know, I know that you know Ben Affleck is going through his personal ordeal right now, right. but you know, for him and for Peter Berg. They came from the actor's background. Right. So they are concerned the actor's director. So they understand the directors more. And for me, I'm the same way. I understand what it takes to be an actor. So exactly. I cherish like their instrument more because I understand that side because I came from that side. Mm -hmm. right. So so I'm more you know, so yes, I'm gonna transition into that very well. I'm not saying that I won't make mistakes, but <clears throat> I made a lot of mistakes on my short films, just like Robert Rodriguez did. Before he made his feature film, exactly. I, yeah, I followed his footsteps a lot, you know. So, so that's one of my mentors is uh, Rodriguez, you know. Right. So, it's a good one to have. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it's great, bro. Like, it's, you know, I'm always working with him, so I learn a lot, man. I just sit there right next to him, just soak everything in, man. Right, and I mean, and, and like uh, the great story, right, is that you were you you reminded him of Danny Trejo, right, and so he cast you, you as a young Danny Trejo, right. Yes, so it took me six years. <laughs> I knew it takes a Robert Rodriguez to work with me because I'm not your Asian, you know, typical Asian, typical Hispanic. I'm right. kind of an oddball. Yeah. Right. And right. Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, they like working with oddballs. <laughs> so I knew those are the two guys I haven't worked with Quentin, but those are the two guys I need to, 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 to target. Right. And so, yeah, it took me six years, and they needed somebody who, who could intimidate 
Danny Trejo. <laughs> they look, yeah, they look all over the country. They're like, well, well, we found Sam Medina. He's a younger Danny Trejo. And so that's my first meeting with Robert. And I get to set, and he's like, hey, guys, uh, Sam looked too much like Danny. You need to put his hair up in the ponytail because it looked like we had two Danny Trejo in the From Matete Kills. And so that's why my hair was in the ponytail. I walked out, you know, Mexican cartel numbers. Right. You know, you know, if you want to, you know, you got to kill a legend if you want to be a legend. though, it's amazing, bro. And then from dusk to dawn came, and I auditioned for a lot of roles. But by default, I had to play John Dan Trail because yeah. who else are you going to get to play John Dan Trail? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it worked out pretty well, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know what, man? Like sometimes you work the best that you can. You put your best foot forward and things just kind of happen. That, and that's what happened. But it, it worked out for the best. Absolutely. No doubt. Brother. Absolutely. You know? Well, listen, man, uh, we're going to let you get back to doing what you got to do. We, yeah. we appreciate you taking the time to yeah, step outside and, and, and do this interview with us. Um, Dude, yeah, no problem, bro. Look, call me anytime. I love talking with you. Thank you yeah. to your fans who's listening. I appreciate your time. Uh, I respect your time, so thank you for tuning in. Wow. I respect you guys' time for wanting to interview me. Oh. I value your time as well, so thank you very much to you as well, too. It's, it's a team process, bro. And Absolutely. It really it is. Is. Yeah. Absolutely. And open invite, man. Anytime you want to come back on the show and promote anything you're working on, or if you just want to come on and talk, man, you've been a great interview. Yeah. We'd right. love to have you just back on to talk about whatever you want, man. Thank you, man. Listen, one day when I get back to New Orleans, and if I drive to, uh, you know, Biloxi, I'm going to call yeah. you guys. Hell yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe we do a podcast interview at a little small cafe or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's the dream right you, there. Man. Yeah, sure. No doubt, man. Keep my number, bro, and let's, and let's uh, stay in touch. All right, All right man. Yeah. You take care now. Dang. All right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. Yep. Bye-bye. Stay crazy, uh, brother. Bye-bye.